that was jarring and weird. Um, <laughs> hello, everybody. Welcome to Community Manager Live. Uh, it's been a while since we've been here. Uh, normally, what we would do is have a, a group of people on and we'd talk about a topic. Um, I had a medical event a few weeks ago, and that put a kibosh on the show and just me dealing with that kind of recovery and what life is like now. So um, what we're going to do today is I'm testing a new platform. Uh, which you're seeing me live on today. And uh, I've got some friends with me. They're testing it as well. So they have like full admin control. So if you see weird things going on, it's perfectly normal. It's just part of the show today. If you have questions uh, for me or anything that happened, uh, you know, medically with me or, uh, you know, community management questions, we'll take those. Just anything you'd like. If you want to join us today, uh, please chat away over on YouTube. And uh, I think on LinkedIn, I can pick those up as well. Um, but we're streaming to a lot of places. Apparently, my stream to Instagram failed, but I'll be okay with that. Um, so I'm going to switch over and let everybody kind of in, introduce themselves. Oh, I got it. There we go. So I'll slide to Samantha. Let her go first. Say who you are, what you do, where you do it. Sure. My name is Samantha Vania Logan, and I do run a company called sociallyconstructed.online. Uh, so we work with clients to build better online spaces using the social science of community. And then we turn around and we teach community managers how to do that as well. Uh, so that's what I do. All right, Deb, you. Cool. Uh, my name is Deb Shell. I am a community consultant and strategist. I help entrepreneurs build, launch, and grow online communities and paid courses, program, coaching programs, challenges, and all kinds of other fun things. <laughs> Very cool. So we don't really have a topic today. Um, what's going on with you guys? I haven't talked to you in like a month. <laughs> so uh, what's, what do you got going? I know that there's an unconference going on, Vinny, if you want to talk about that. It's oh, I am so tired. Uh, the unconference is done. I am okay. recovering. I have this wonderful little caffeine piece. Ah. Um, we uh, chased the sun yesterday. So it started in London at 10 o'clock GMT. And it went all the way through for about eight to 10 hours until we were in the States. And uh, it went really well. Uh, I'm really quite fond of it. We did run into some technical glitches and some technical problems, which is to be expected with hybrid events like this. Um, but I gotta say like huge shout out to my team, James Cattell, incredible Jill Nicholson, uh, we worked a lot with several of our sponsors at Common Room, Threado, and Shindig Unconference. So, um, yeah, I I have no bad things to say about it. It was a, a really, really wonderful amount of time. I just wish I didn't have to be up at 2.30 in the morning to do it. <laughs> I know, man, that's rough. Uh, I was going to join, but I slept through the beginning of it, and uh, <laughs> I didn't get to see it. I'm hoping there's good replays, though. That should be fun. All yeah. right. So if you're out there and you would like to chat at us, just say hello to whatever you want. Uh, we do have the ability to pull them up on screen. As you can see, this is an example of what would show up. You see it nicely moved Deb out of the way. My old platform, it would just cover her name uh, and not showing that. So we're excited about this new one. That's why we're testing it and, and trying it. I have both. I can always bounce back and forth. Um, and then this one has many more kind of variations on how we can lay people out on the screen. So uh, we can do this kind of a view, this kind of a view, a little hybrid and swap things around. So it's uh, it's kind of kind of cool the way that it will do things. Um, so much nicer. 
Yeah, it is so much nicer. Uh, and what's cool about the wave.video, and I'll talk about it a little bit. If you're interested, I believe there's still a deal over on appsumo.com where you can get lifetime, is that it has like a video editing tool kind of built in. So there's two parts of it. There's this video editing part, and uh, there's this this streaming part of it, which is really where I'm going to get the most out of it. Um, interestingly, on the video part of it, you can actually point it to a blog post. Quite literally, just put the URL for a blog post in, and it will pull in the blog post, kind of summarize it, and then spit out a video for it. Yeah, I, I kind of did an example of it uh, on my on the YouTube channel, the video right before this in the list of videos. There's a short that I did. It's about a minute long. I pointed it to a blog post to give it a shot. I'm not super impressed with it because, I mean, it's hard to take a long blog post and condense it into a minute. Uh, but it was good enough that I felt like, eh, I'll post this and see what it does uh, kind of a thing. So it's it's neat. Um, and we can actually kind of just... Pull that up there, there.com here. I'm going to switch over and say, Oops, I'm going to switch to this one, this scene. And I don't know why it's showing me, but I'm going to share my screen, which this does wonderfully. Um, but when you create, you can see there's all these different things it can do. You can actually point it to a blog post, um, you can type in text and generate it. You can import a video from YouTube or Instagram. Uh, it's really kind of cool, the little things that do. What I'm doing is over here on the stream. Um, there's nothing here because there's one in progress. If I click over here, you can see this testing is in progress. Um, pretty nifty, I got to say. Um, so, uh, yeah. Can you flip over to destinations real quick? I'm just curious to yes. see exactly where all it can go. So uh, right now, this is, I'm not streaming to all of these. Um, and like I said, my Instagram failed for some reason. So I tried that. Uh, there's a Twitter is not one of their default ones. So I'm using their custom RTMP, but we should be out there in Twitter land. Hey, everybody. Um, two YouTube channels. There's my personal channel and then the community manager live channel. This is Twitch. But if you look at the destinations, you can do Facebook pages, groups, and profiles, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn profile or page, Instagram, the custom. Uh, for those of you that want to do some uh, shilling for Amazon, you can also stream live to Amazon and do stuff there. Um, the custom RTMP will get you just about anywhere today. Lots and lots of places will, any place you can stream to will take a custom RTMP. You just may have to look up how it works. Pretty cool, huh? And it works with OBS. If and it works with OBS. Yeah, it's got uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so, hey, you can't beat that. Uh, and one of the cool features, which we're not doing today, but is that um, you can actually. So I'm I'm broadcasting and streaming to my platforms. If Deb or Linia had this and was using this. Uh, they could put their destinations in there and I could choose to stream to their destinations as well. So it allows, yeah. So, so if you had two or three people, you could each be streaming to your personal channel as well as, you know, and, and it would be showing up at the same place, all three places at the same time. So it's great. I think for collaborative efforts where there's going to be multiple people. Um, my understanding is, is that it doesn't need to be a paid account. So Vinia on your free account, you would be able to add a destination. I would be able to click. Um, do you, you want to test that? Um, I don't want to jump on your, I mean, it's up to you. Um, I can I can totally throw it on any one of my socials. 
it's your call. Um, I don't know how to set it up exactly, uh, unfortunately, because I'm I'm streaming obviously, so I don't know how to set it up. Uh, maybe uh, on yours, if you could go to, if you want to drop or open up another tab and go to wave.video and see if destination shows for you and see if you can add it. And then I don't know if you can share that with me. You may have to refresh the whole thing and come back in, uh, but we can test that. Um, and do that. Some of the things from the old one that we had the ability to do was um, do these. Um, this can actually be done as a ticker um, and run it. Uh, let's see, save it and then run it like this. And like the old platform, you can you can run it on the top or bottom and change directions. And and this one allows me to change the speed of it so that it can be faster. Um, and you can do multiple at once. I could not do this on the other one, so I can have. This one running at top, run another one at the bottom. Um, and then I should still be able to get the chats in um, on here as well. Oh, it's going to replace the bottom one just temporarily, but that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, uh, there are some silly sound effects and stuff like that built into it. I think everything does that. I have the ability to play videos. As you saw at the beginning, that was an intro video. There'll be an outro video. They do have some overlays that you can lay on top of things, but I don't really care for them. Full control over what the background is. So if I take off mine, it puts wave.videos in there. Um, when I said sound effects, um, I believe they have a hotkey for that. So it's an E1 for yeah. This is A2, let's do, let's do A3, which is uh, Security Beach. I don't know what that is. See if I can get that. Okay. Oh no, I hit A4, so that's blues. Pack of blues. It's like, that doesn't sound beachy. Fun things. Um, it's very good. I kind of, I kind of like that. Um, but yeah, so. It's always kind of fun to try new things. Uh, I am going to take all this text off because that's kind of obnoxious. Sorry about that. Uh, captions, hide, hide. There we go. And uh, I guess we're done with that. We can switch it to, can I share this one? Will that let me share it? No, it won't let me actually share the, the admin view. I was hoping it would. Oh, I see what I'm doing. Uh, it will not be, yeah, well, let me share it. Uh, I will switch over here. Uh, I do have the ability to run some games. Uh, I don't think we have anybody in our audience today. If you're there, just say hello. Um, if you need links to our website, you can find it there. Uh, what else? Um, cmgr.live is the website or cmgrlive.com. Either one will get you there. Um, but very cool. Yeah. So uh, any questions for me? I know I've been out, uh, you know, had a stroke, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, had a stroke. Had a okay. stroke. Uh, yeah. If those are those those that are curious, I had a very rare kind of stroke. It's a cerebellar stroke, which is the very back part of the brain. Uh, there's still some debate as to which side it was on. Um, we thought right. Our paperwork says left. But we don't know for sure. Um, either way, it affects balance. That's the part of the brain that affects your balance. So my symptoms were very, uh, I looked drunk, basically. I was wobbly, 
uh, couldn't keep my balance. I threw up everywhere because the world was spinning on me. Um, and uh, there's only two to three percent of all strokes are that kind of stroke. Um, typically, they are uh, in the in the realm of strokes. They are more deadly than an and then in any other kind of stroke, there's like 20 to 30% fatality. Obviously, I was very lucky. Um, and uh, I have had zero long-term impacts on my life. So I can walk fine. I can talk fine. I can move fine. Uh, so extremely lucky, lucky, extremely grateful. Uh, those of you out there that, you know, offered support and condolences, I appreciate it. I didn't reply to everybody, and I'm sorry about that. I tried. Uh, but it was hard to keep up with in the hospital uh, and stuff like that. And then, of course, we had everything going on. I do have some changes to my life. It isn't perfect. Uh, my balance is forever changed. So for the first few, first week, it, the moving through the world felt different. But otherwise, now today, it seems fine. Um, I drove today for the first time. Uh, no, no problems there, according to my wife. Uh, so I'll take that win. But yeah, so I'm extremely lucky, extremely grateful to everyone that reached out, uh, extremely grateful for it being as mild of a thing as it was. But uh, yeah, that's it's heavy to think about. Uh, I do have some dietary changes from now on. I'm taking more medicine now than I did before. I have a, I'm a diabetic on top of everything else, which is a contributing factor to a stroke, just so you guys know out there in TV land. Um, so now in addition to my you know, diabetic drugs, I'm taking some to make sure that I don't have another stroke uh, and to keep my cholesterol and everything down because that's a contributing factor as well. Does the likelihood of a second stroke severely increase with this particular type of stroke? I think that having a stroke is, is increases your likelihood of having another one. Uh, it's because yeah, all the risk factors. Like, does it yeah. increase your likelihood of having a stroke in general? Oh, I don't think so. This specific one. No. Uh, and, you know, there's two kinds of stroke. There's there's um, one kind of stroke where the your blood stops going to your brain. And there's another one where you have a blood vessel pop and blood gets all over your brain. I had the first kind. Basically, I had some blockages and some of the uh, finer. I mean, it was so small, they couldn't tell on my MRIs what was blocked. But something got blocked. Uh, and that caused part of my brain to I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to hear, but it caused part of my brain to die. And, uh, and uh, so that's why my balance was thrown way off and why everything was weird. And uh, so I have some brain tissue that's no longer working. Um, like I said, I'm extremely fortunate that it was not worse than it was because uh, yeah. it could have been a million times worse. I could not be walking. Um, it doesn't affect speech or anything like that. But I mean, it, it could be a situation where I'm just forever nauseated because the world spins endlessly. So uh, very, very happy about all that. But uh, yeah, if, if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know. Same with diabetes. If I didn't tell you I had a disability, you wouldn't know. And there's so many like that out there in the world. So just be cognizant, people, that you may not know everything that's going on in a person's life just by looking at them. But uh, yeah, that's it. Heavy subject. Sorry about that. <laughs> so it's like you broke your biological accelerometer. Yeah. Uh, and fortunately, the rest of my brain kicked in enough to compensate easily. And I'm not having any long-term effects. But uh, yeah, but for for the first week there, just getting up and walking felt different. And that's the only way I can describe it is uh, it was it was like the world just flowed differently and moved differently. Not so much that I couldn't walk, 
but it just felt different. And, and it's, you know, how do you put that into words uh, other than that? And that is so vague to me. Yeah. It really so, doesn't describe it well. Can I ask what the next few months look like for you? Or are you like, do you um, so I had, I had two weeks of physical and occupational therapy that I passed with flying colors. Um, so I no longer have that. Um, I have some heart failure. Um, they don't know if the heart failure caused the stroke or if the stroke caused the heart failure. Um, it's one of those chicken or egg things. We're just not sure. And, and uh, it's not like the worst kind of heart failure. It's like if you had the mildest of heart failures, basically the left ventricle of my heart, um, when, when you're, when a normal heart squeezes, it squeezes out about 50 to 55% of the blood that's in there in that chamber. Uh, mine is only doing about 40. So that's mild, but it's still heart failure, right? So I'm wearing a heart monitor now constantly. Um, I have a man bag that I carry with me everywhere that has a phone in it that's connected to my heart monitor. And I should have that for another week or so. And then um, all that data goes to the hospital. Then it goes to my heart cardiologist because I went to a cardiologist yesterday. And I'll have a stress test later this month where they're going to run me until they try to make me puke. Um, just to see if I'm having anything weird going on with my heart or if I'm going to have a fairly perfect recovery. But um, everybody's very pleased to see, you know, that I'm moving through the world, that I'm talking, I'm walking, I'm feeding myself. Um, nobody has to help me with anything, really. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the next few months. And then, obviously, I have to go to a neurologist um, in uh, about two, three weeks. And uh, And then that's that. Uh, and depending on what they say, um, yeah. So, but for the most part, I'm pretty much back to normal. I tire out a lot easier than I did before, if that makes sense. That could be the heart. It could be just, you know, my body coping with recovery. So, you know, I, I'm not running any marathons anytime soon. Uh, I didn't really do that before, but I'm definitely not starting it. <laughs> yeah, so. I am kind of... Um, cause we, we are seeing some increasing rates for COVID. Is this mm -hmm. putting you at increased risk of long COVID after receiving COVID the next time around? Like, uh, hopefully I won't. I'm well vaccinated. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I've had every COVID shot and booster I can possibly have. I've had my flu shot. Um, I'm one of those people that's kind of proactive about that. So I, uh, at my age, I need a pneumococcal which prevents me from getting certain kinds of pneumonia. I took that. Yeah. I had that shot in early January along with the flu shot and along with the third COVID booster. So I'm pretty good on that front. What's funny is that, um, so on February 14th, yes, Valentine's Day, I got a colonoscopy. And then, and she's laughing. Yeah, it was funny. Is there uh, a cheers wife, button that we can Dr. Love. There's a cheers. Yeah. So, <laughs> But then the, the, so to tell you about this trick, what happened was, is we thought it was food poisoning um, because uh, the Wednesday, you know, did fine, came home, no problems. You know, everything was great. Um, got up next day, went to work, did all the things. Wednesday night, I had a particular food for dinner. And in the middle of the night, I had gotten up to go to the bathroom and I had that weird spinny feeling of like, I'm kind of dizzy. This is kind of weird. I didn't think anything about it. I did what I needed to do. I laid back down and went right back to sleep. The next night, um, I had leftovers of the same food from the night before. Ooh, somebody's playing with buttons. 
<laughs> That's fine. Go ahead and play with buttons. Uh, so the very next night I had the same dinner as leftovers. And then I got that weird spinny feeling in a hurry. And then I just kind of tried to lay down. We had two couches. I laid down on the other couch. And then I just flew off the couch and puked on a dog blanket we had. So I didn't puke on our new couches. Whoa. We just got them recently. And uh, someone's moving us all over the place. You can do that? Yes. I, I'm sold. I can, am sold. Can, I'm, I'm getting that. So on, on this screen here, I'm not sharing anything, but you can kind of do the same thing and move things around. And then when you go right back to that one, it'll straighten it back out. What? Yeah. So let me let me share a screen so you guys can. You should be able to share screens too on your end, by the way. Not that you want to, but you. I can. also didn't mean to distract, but. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. Ha! I figured it out. Oh, it it's just a drag button if you want to swap places, and if you want to custom move, you move it everywhere. Okay, I'm sold. Anyway, continue. I apologize. <laughs> You're fine. Um, so let me. Oh, why am I sharing that one? It should uh, probably put me on this end though, because I'm looking. It doesn't matter. We'll do this. So you can you can even do it with this as well. So you can expand it out and shrink it. And there's a bunch of different layouts. So I can make us round faces oh, I or. Sold. Isn't and this, this is 15? a lifetime product. Yeah. Let me let me just. Tear. I was on AppSumo and I it says it's not available. Oh no, maybe they ended it. Yeah. That's too bad. But looks, you can they have a monthly subscription as well. Yeah, and there's a subscription. There's a free subscription and there's like a $20 a month streaming is the lowest level. Oh yeah, it's not available anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had bought it when Lifetime was still available. Yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of got sick. We were supposed to do a whole stream with of this. This this is the stream that we didn't get to that I was only on for like five minutes to say I don't feel good and I'm getting offline. Uh, that was Friday, the Friday after the stroke. I didn't go to the hospital till Sunday. Um, mm. If you if you have that weird dizzy feeling with nausea and there's nothing that you can really point it to, please go to a hospital right away. Um, the thing about strokes is is the quicker you get there, the quicker uh, you know you can. You can well, one of the bigger one of the bigger issues, and I hope you don't mind me sharing. Um, I have regular, and it's seasonal because it's uh, related to my allergies. But the tubes inside of my ears are too small and are regularly too filled with fluid. So whenever allergies happen and my inner air, my inner uh, tubes start to swell. I end up with a very debilitating dizziness. And whenever it oh. happens, I have to take allergy meds until the effect goes away. And it, it's not helpful because I'm a, I'm a motorcycle rider, right? Like oh. talk about risky chances for balance problems. Um, Are you familiar with the Epley maneuver? The what maneuver? Epley maneuver? No, I'm not. So there's some, there's, they call them rocks. It's just a colloquial word, but you have rocks in your ears, basically. And they help you with your sense of balance because as you move, they don't and stuff like that. And sometimes those will get out of whack. And there is a maneuver that the doctor can do that basically you kind of sit up straight, you turn your head this way, and then you lean back real fast. And if it causes your dizziness, then you, there's, you can go to this, to the other side and then raise up slowly and sometimes that'll reset things and the other way is that you would go to the other side 
and then kind of flop to that side and then raise yourself up slowly. Well, um, but um, yeah, you can look it up. Epley maneuver. That's the first thing they that tried. That actually on sounds exactly like what the doctor did to test me. Um, yeah, probably. So what he did was he, he laid me down and mm -hmm. then he asked me to turn my head to the right Yep. and then sit up and yep. then lay down again, turn my head to the left and then sit up. Yep. And what happened was I started at standing and he's like, we're going to perform this action in rapid succession. We're not going to give your brain time to acclimate. So I went from standing to sitting to laying down to head right to standing as fast as possible. And what he was asking was, when does the dizziness trigger? Because if it triggers when you go to sit up, then that's likely an inner ear problem. And if it triggers when you go to stand up, then, then that's likely an oxidation to the brain problem. Oh. And mine occurred immediately upon sitting up. Oh, okay. So inner ear. Yeah. So oh, very cool. Yeah. Sounds like, uh, yeah, it sounds like what he did, a variation of it. There's, I've, I've read like 15 different ways, but they tried that on me when they couldn't figure out anything else. They tried that on me uh, and that didn't work. And then, uh, you know, thankful for the doctor who said, you know what, I'm just going to schedule an MRI and just, let's just to see if you had something happen that we don't know about. And that's when they found the stroke. But had they not found it because it was such a mild recovery for me, I probably would have never known. I would have just recovered after a few days. It would have been this weird. He got, he got food poisoning kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so, but no, I got a stroke. <laughs> so. That's terrifying. But I'm sorry about that. I know that feeling now terribly well, and I feel terrible for you because that's uncomfortable as all get out. Yeah. I mean, it's also one of those things where like, for me, I know the cause of it. So it's easier for me to be like, oh, it's not a big deal. This just happens when allergies occur and my tubes get clogged and it's it just happens. But it also leaves me I want to say empathetic. I don't think empathetic is correct. Probably sympathetic because I don't think that they're necessarily comparable things, but it leaves me kind of terrified in this idea of like, I could not imagine what it would be like to have this dizziness, not know where it came from, and then go to the doctor and hear after the fact just how fatal and close to death the occurrence was. And I, I, yeah. I just could not imagine how yeah. that felt. Uh, well, you know, the, the, fortunately the doctor didn't say this could have killed you. I mean, but it's a stroke, a stroke can kill you. Everybody knows somebody that, or heard of somebody that had a stroke and they're no longer with us. Right. Um, my grandmother died of a stroke. Uh, hello, another risk factor. Family member died of stroke. Um, so, so um, yeah. Uh, it, it, so it was really through online research, what kind of stroke with this? And then, then that's when you hear the horror stories. Okay. So this is a rare kind of stroke. I got lucky. It was just, you know, up to 3% of all strokes are this kind of stroke. Um, cerebellar ischemic stroke, if anybody wants to look that up. Uh, but then, you know, like you go to the next paragraph and it says, these tend to be more fatal than other strokes, 20 to 33%. Uh, you know, but it's gotten better. I mean, over time, since that was probably written, it's gotten better, right? Uh, so now if they know about it, they can get to it faster. Most strokes are not deadly anymore. So, uh, you know, sure, it's 20 to 30 percent more deadly than a regular stroke, but a regular stroke isn't particularly deadly these days anyway, uh, as long as you catch it in time and know about it. So um, it's one of those things that my stroke was so mild, I don't feel like I can be a spokesperson for people with strokes because I really didn't feel like I had one. You know, I can't say, 
you too can survive a stroke. Look at what I did because that's just not going to happen. I mean, I got so lucky that there's nothing seriously impacting me that I don't feel comfortable speaking about it, you know, um, yeah. uh, as a, as somebody to speak of authority, because I just didn't experience it the way that a lot of people experience strokes. Um, you know, I can speak about diabetes. I've had that for 10 years, right? So I, I live with that daily. I can speak to that. I've been through the struggles. I understand it. It's not fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm just glad I'm okay. Everybody else is glad I'm okay. I'm glad that they're glad. Um, and that I don't have any long-term issues that are going to impact my life in a severe way, other than I don't get to eat some of the foods that I used to eat, uh, be able to eat, even though I was diabetic. So um you know, I can't shoot insulin and get past it. Now I have to be a little more careful. And it's not a terrible diet. It's a Mediterranean diet, if you're curious, which is just more vegetables, less red meat, um, more chicken. I don't eat fish, so can't do the fish. Uh, so more chicken, turkey, and those kinds of things. Yeah. So uh, less bread. I mean, I was on less bread anyway as a diabetic. No, I can't have the carbs in the bread, but now I'm on even less bread. Um, I miss cake. Like Twinkies and stuff that are bad for me anyway. I even, um, yeah, it's just bad. Twinkies? Yeah. It's cake. I just I want cake. And that's, cake. A, that's a quick that's like grab fun. and go cake. Yeah, that's Twinkies, true. Twinkies, Hostess cupcakes, brownies. Carrot cake, I could totally go. That could yeah, be, there you go. be yeah. there. We have a place here in Raleigh called Lowe's. It's a grocery store, not a hardware store. We have both of them. It's really weird. So we have Lowe's Foods. And at one of the ones that we used to live near, they would do these devil dogs. Are you familiar with what a devil dog is? So a devil dog is basically a uh, devil's food cake layer. Then there's like a cream layer, like the filling of a Twinkie or a hostess cupcake. And then another devil dog on top of that. Um, and that's called a devil dog. Uh, it's like a devil's food cake hot dog of cream, sort of. I guess that's where it comes from. Um, but they make them with carrot cake here locally. And I don't know what they put in the middle. I, I haven't ever had one, but they also make them with red velvet cake, devil dogs. So just to have that on your mind, that whatever icing that you put on top of a carrot cake, imagine a carrot cake, all that icing, carrot cake, and then you just get to eat it. So my family has a ingrained family tradition where we that we celebrate throughout the year. And on uh, special holidays and special events that happen throughout the year, we have specific confections. And on the first snow of a year, it's a black forest cake. Mm. And on the first rain of a year, it's a thunder cake. And these things are fantastic. They're really amazing. But a lot of people hadn't really heard of them for a really long time. But I definitely recommend if, if you do and a downpour happens in your area and it's the first one of the year, definitely go make yourself a thunder cake. It is like a perfect way to celebrate. Uh, we've already had that this year, unfortunately. What's in a thunder cake? We're gonna. Uh, um. So the fun thing is the most unexpected ingredient that a lot of people hear about in a thunder cake is a tomato. It uses a tomato as a like. Um, I'm cringing. It tastes so good. It's so good. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the easiest way to explain this to you. Um, say pickles, I could be more into this conversation. Oh, I'm allergic to strawberries. Oh, that's a sad story. No, 
Yeah, I can't have the strawberries. But yeah, so strawberries and tomatoes in this cake. Yeah. So yeah, what? Yeah. It, it tastes like spring. Okay. I'll have to take your word for that one. Yeah. There we go. Random we'll things just... we didn't know. This thunder cake recipe from Patricia Palacos, Palacho, thunder cake picture book. Uh, hint of, it's perfect frosted with recipe, blah, blah, blah. Topped with fresh sliced strawberries. The strawberries and tomato match wonderfully. And I promise no one will know it is tomato. They will ask what you did to make it so wonderful. How about yeah, that? But, um, what you can also do is you can also add rhubarb to it. Oh. Rhubarb's really good alongside the strawberry because rhubarb and strawberry is just always a great connection uh, that makes things feel like a refreshing spring day. <laughs> shoe fly pie? Have you ever had shoe fly pie? No. That's Pennsylvania Dutch shoe fly pie. Oh, wonderful. That'd be really here fun. In the, here in the South, we have Coca-Cola cakes. And seven up cakes. Mm. And oh, and we have whoopie pies because we're an Amish town. Oh, say so. Whoopie pie is a devil dog. Same concept. Yeah, they have, they call it, it's the same thing. I was when you described it, I realized it was the same thing as a whoopie yeah. pie. Or in Western Pennsylvania, depending on what part of Pennsylvania you're in, they either call it a whoopie pie or gobs. In Western Pennsylvania, they call it gobs. Huh. Uh, there's also um. Uh, are really, really good. They're like meat pies, but they're like bread. It's fantastic. Meat pies, but bread. What did you say? Yeah. So, like, think about like an empanada, but the empan, but the dough of the empanada is a loaf of bread. Mm. They're very good. Uh, they're a uh, northern Scandinavian slash Russian dish. Um, they're very Polish in nature. Uh, really, really good. Um, but I've I've also kind of decided, and this is probably like the very not American opinion, but in my view, I kind of feel like when America decided that fruit pie was just all pie, we made a very horrible mistake because like the meat pies that come about in empanadas and Australian meat pies and pierogies, I want those back in my American cultural life. Yeah. You don't have meat pies? We have lots of meat pies. Yeah, but like a lot of people Chicken are just pie? like, a meat pie isn't a pie. A pie is an apple pie, like the great American No, we come to like, Pennsylvania. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, here in the South, we have chicken pot pies for miles. You we can still get them at KFC. Shepherd's really pie. Chicken pot pie. I think shepherd's I had shepherd's pie. pie at least twice a week when I was growing up. We didn't have yeah. that, not in the Midwest. Shout out to well, that's not true. Here. Like I did grow up with Poroskis, but yeah. eating potatoes. That's that was my life. <laughs> All right, we're over by five minutes. Lamb. It's been great. Thank you guys for coming and helping me test this platform. Did you get your testing whatever you wanted? Yeah, I did what I needed to do. I, I just <laughs> okay. wanted to see and try it and play it and make sure I could share screens, which we did today. Um and you know, have you guys bounce all over the screen a million times, uh, you know, just to make it crazy. It's so, so cool. I it's, I feel so bad for missing out on the lifetime deal. Yeah. Um, this is a great platform. I look forward to using it. And, yeah. Um, 
And, uh, you know, like I said, once we'll have to maybe do a test stream to see if we can get that co-streaming working just to see if we can do two at once. Because if you can do it with free accounts, uh, you might be time limited as to how long you can do it. Uh, but that would be such a good way to, you know, uh, on YouTube to kind of share across so many different yeah. communities, you know, you know, Deb, yeah. you could do it with and your, you know, team. I've, so. I've also, I think we've talked about this before, but I also would really like to make community in the comments, which was like this live hangout yeah. that I had for my community. I would really like to make that an actual like live hangout show, you know, yeah. where a bunch of creators and event people could come and basically say, what did you publish this week? Let's share it among <laughs> each other and let's talk about it and turn the content that we've produced in the communities, in the various different communities every week into a conversation. So it's not just showing up in a simple paragraph in a newsletter in CMX. Like, don't get me wrong, I love that. I love it when Rosie puts that in her newsletter. I get it. But it's also like this really small block of like, here's what other stuff is going on. And I'm like, Let's make this into a conversation, you know, and this would be a perfect platform for that. Yeah, very good. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk. Um, please go ahead and do your outros. Uh, Samantha, you can go first again. Tell everybody where they can connect with you if they wish to. She's the, the science guru of community, the community scientist. I'm never letting that go. So. Uh, it, 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 it has become a thing. Thanks, Pablo. Um, so uh, my name is Samantha Vania Logan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Samantha Vania, or you can follow me on my YouTube channel, sociallyconstructed.online. Here it is, sociallyconstructed.online, a uh, YouTube channel named the same thing, uh, all about the social science of community. So yeah. go ahead, Deb, you too. Uh, and you can go to findcalmhere.com. Uh, that's my website and I help people find calm and building an online community. So if you need any support with that, uh, reach out and let me know. Very good. And of course I'm David Devon, community manager at Santa. Uh, we do this used to be every week. Now we're going to scale it back. Used to be an hour. Now we're doing half an hour. Obviously today we're about 40 minutes. Um, but so every, every couple of weeks, we're going to do a show that takes questions from and questions and topics from our audience, brings on a collection of community professionals uh, across the board from all over the place. Uh, and then we'll discuss that topic. So if you have uh, questions or comments or a topic you'd like us to cover, you can head over to community community. You can head over to cmgrlive.com, cmgrlive.com or cmgr.live, cmgr.live. Uh, and then down in the bottom right, there's a little bubble that pops up and it'll allow you to submit a form and you can submit a topic. If you'd like to be a guest on the show with us, you can do that too. Just hit the same thing. Just let me know you want to be a guest. Uh, make it work. I'll get the email either way. So um, thank you again for hanging out with us today. Thank you uh, for dealing with the weirdness of today's test. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you for coming back if you're watching us again after a longer break than I expected. Uh, but uh We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Take care, everybody. Bye.